Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the show. This is Spartan Dogs Podcast. I'm your host, West Coast World, joined by my other co-host, my guy, Devin. What's good? What's going on, Spartan Nation? We all got to be feeling great right now. Team's undefeated. Team's playing well. Team is winning the close games, making the plays they need to make, and we're in the top 10 where we belong. That's right. Uh, now, Devin, tell them what we're going to be talking about today. All right, so today, you know, since we missed the last couple of weeks, we're going to just kind of recap what's been going on in the um, in the previous games, kind of our thoughts on how the players, the offense, the defense, special teams, how everything's been playing, what we think of the coaching, just kind of going to go over like kind of like a little bit of a midseason uh, recap of everything going on here. And then at the end of the show today, we guys, we will give you a little bit of little bit, little bit, little bit tiny bit of a preview of what we think on the Michigan game. Uh, we're going to probably save it all for Friday's podcast where we just go all in on that game. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, uh, so Devin, uh, this season, Michigan State is 7-0. and No one expected them to go 7-0 and right now. How are you feeling about to, uh, it? They were saying they predicted us to win four games and be last in the East. So, yes, at did. this point, we have pretty much exceeded. Not saying that I want to see them lose the next five games by no means, but this team has exceeded expectations beyond belief right now. And the fact that this is Mel Tucker's second season, not like his fourth or fifth, sixth, whatever, where, you know, he's got his recruits and he's got them all up to seniors and juniors, but this is his second season. That's and right. he's got this together. And you know what? As you know, I haven't had really much of a chance to say this on social media or any type of platform, but I'm a little tired of the, um, the hate that the Big Ten gets. Because the Big mm. Ten is a much better conference than what people give uh, give it credit for. Football, basketball, all sports around, um, especially football. And you know we got we've got plenty of top uh, top twenty five teams in the Big Ten that are all ranked at the moment. And you know like this is the, it's not easy, and especially on the side of the conference that Michigan State plays on in the East, which is mm. definitely the tougher part of the conference because you got Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State over here. Mm-hmm. that you have to go through if you want to make it to the title game. You know, the fact that they're right there at the top, bar to bar, toe to toe with these guys, you know, it, it just absolutely amazing. Couldn't yeah, be absolutely. Prouder. That's right. Now I want to know from you. So, yeah, since this is, this is Mel Tucker's second year, I wouldn't really count the first year. Because that's the COVID year, so I kind of just, you know, in my mind, those games really didn't count to me. I acknowledge it a little bit just for the simple fact that he beat two top 25 teams. True, true, but none of those teams really knew what the hell State was going to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't have tape on them, so it was just Mm -hmm. like, you know. Understandable. You know, but you know, I, I take it take it for what it is. We we did beat Michigan last year, so that yes, you know, hey, I want to bet and I'm big time win another bet this year too because of that. Yep, yep, exactly. So back to my question is, how has Coach Tucker impressed you? What what has been his most impressive thing that he's done so far as head coach? Um, he made a quarterback change. Hmm. He made a quarterback change when we needed it. And you know mm. what? I, I know he was he was stick because last year, you know, it was kind of a mulligan year, as you said. He was sticking with Rocky all the way through and through and you know, giving him his chance to, you know, at least try to play, try to make up for the mistakes he made. But this year, he made the right decision at quarterback. 
And I think, yeah. you know, it's that's as long as I've been watching football and the more knowledge I gain from watching, watching the game at home, studying it, trying to understand it as if I am a coach or a current player, I'm learning it really does start with the quarterback and the line. Mm-hmm. Because prime example, not to go off too off tangent of subject a little bit, but uh, what we're going to, what was it like five, four or five years ago, whenever Richard Sherman first signed with the uh, 49ers when he was leaving Seattle, Mm-hmm. I made that call and I made that call simply because of who the 49ers had at their quarterback at the time, which was Jimmy G and the way Jimmy G had been playing and the way he played in new England and the way he came into uh, the 49ers and played his, I believe it was like last five or six games of the season or whatever. When he went on, like when he went on a streak of like six and oh, five and or five and one, something of that nature. Right. I was like, you know what? Good players will go where there's a good quarterback. And Mel Tucker has made a good decision with a guy who does not turn the ball over. Now, Peyton, I'm still kind of wait. I mean, he's he's won me over. I'm, I'm all in on Peyton. He, okay. I'm still waiting for him to uh, make some, I don't know, make some kind of um, clutch drive where we need to, like, absolutely score. I'm still waiting to see that because mm. we're kind of getting bailed out by short field a little bit, a little bit of the special teams in some of these tougher games, which is cool that I know that the rest of the team can step up if we're struggling on offense or any right. other side of the ball, that one other aspect is going to step up. But I'm still waiting on him to see that. But the biggest thing to me is, he's like I said in the other podcast, he's not turning the ball over, and that's key to me. That will win me over in a heartbeat. Whether, you can, whether you're like super, super accurate downfield, intermediate, short throws, whatever, we can work on those. You're not turning the ball over, that tells me you're making good decisions. I agree. It tells me you recognize the defense and you know where not to put the ball at. That's true. I agree. I think the quarterback, uh, the quarterback decision for Mel Tucker, he's putting Peyton Thorne out there, and uh, you know, I'm definitely happy with it. Uh, the only thing I would say, I'm just minor uh, worried about is just his intermediate passes, the short passes, the eight to ten yard throws. Now he's great at bombs. I think he's a he's a very good accurate deep ball thrower. I just need to see – I need to see a tight end. I need to see a middle-of-the-field pass completions. I need we to gotta see got to start using – got to start utilizing the tight ends a little bit more, I, too. I, I agree. I think – uh, and the other part about that is that the fact we have two commits coming in next year. We also had the commit from last year from Texas. I believe his last name is Allen. Uh, we have tight ends to, that need to be used. Right now, we're using Tyler Hunt, who's a who's a hell of an athlete and mm-hmm. can catch, catch, punt, do whatever. Uh, the basically the all in one player that he is, uh, he does need to step up. I, I expect him to be my. He is my X factor. Him and uh, uh, Connor Hayward, those two are my X factors in this game. Give Connor Hayward the ball while he's got a full head of steam, bro. Watch him truck people over. Oh yeah, he's he's he gonna do it against uh, Nebraska. Yep, he'll do him. He'll do him in just like uh, DeAndre Swift does for the Lions. Mm-hmm. So definitely. Um, but my uh, my most impressive thing from from Mel Tucker is his ability uh, to use the or, or his willingness to use the transfer portal to go hey, go out there and grab. SEC Treated it like talent. it was an NFL free agency, basically. And basically, that's what it is. That's that's what the rule now allows coaches to do. So, and 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 in that sense, he went out and he grabbed, in my opinion, SEC talent and brought it here to the Big Ten. 
So he knows now. I mean, with him doing that, like any weakness that I might see out there, you know, if I don't see it being uh, covered in recruiting, I know that's what he's going to be looking at when it comes to the transfer portal. Now, the only thing is now is that Kenneth Walker is going to leave next year. So now you have a little bit of a void. Uh, you think at so? the running back a little bit uh, when could because. No, I mean, I you know think we have leave? Kenneth Walker. Yeah. Hell yeah. You think he's you, going? You have to. There's nothing else for you here. You transferred and Michigan State. Matter of fact, Michigan State, in my opinion, kind of needs him to go. Because we because it also gives you the ability, it gives you the 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 hype that hey, you could be, you could transfer, you could be a good running back and just not get an opportunity. Come to Michigan State, and I can get you. I can get you drafted in the second round, probably, or I can get you a Heisman look. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that type of uh, advertisement for Michigan State is pretty big. And I know now that you know he can go out and grab a running back, especially if we don't have another one. We can go out there and grab another one. I mean, we have SEC talent, in my opinion, on every position. So I like the direction of, of what he's trying to do. While everybody's talking about Mel Tucker leaving for LSU, which I don't think is going to happen, I do believe that Michigan State will cough up that money and get get him a, a a little bit bigger bag to let them let him know that Michigan State is very serious about him being the head coach here for at least five years. I'm a, I'm praying for at least five years. Oh, he oh definitely he's earned it for sure. They got to get him that money, but um. Going on, basically, some of the games that we didn't uh, that we've missed over the last couple of weeks. Uh, the Nebraska overtime win. Uh, my heart was thumping the entire time. I'm surprised I didn't wake my uh, wife and daughter up from freaking yeah. watching that game. Um, defense stepped up there in overtime when they were letting Taylor Mar- or I'm sorry, Adrian Martinez beat them in the uh, quarterback run game, but yeah. they stepped up big in the uh, overtime to uh, take the interception back and give our offense a chance to uh, score and win the game. Yes, sir. Uh, Western Kentucky, you know, kind of went as expected. Um, I'm actually one of the people that is not surprised that Western Kentucky put up as many points as they did because our corners, our cornerback safeties are good, but our corners are kind of still a little shaky in the uh, the man coverage passing game. And Western Kentucky is a college that does like to throw the ball a lot. They do not shy away from that, which is why I believe they are at the top of, I believe they play in Conference USA. Or no, I'm sorry. They are not at the top of Conference USA. They have only one win. I'm sorry. I thought they had more. I'm over here looking, you know, not very intelligent right now. I thought they had more than one win, but they are a very high-passing team, though. The stats actually don't lie. They threw for, I think, almost 500 yards on us that game. So, uh, moving on to the next. Um, Rutgers, uh, you know, mm, yeah, well. <laughs> hey, that was a re- revenge game. So unlike, I, I, I un- like unlike, uh, unlike little, uh, little big sister in Ann Arbor out there, we, uh, yeah, we didn't have to struggle against them <laughs> to get a victory. That was, that was, that was pretty simple, easy. We use uh, flea flicker. Uh, what was that? That was, um, what was that? Uh, was that Jay, uh, Jalen Naylor's game? Three touchdowns. That what that yep. game was? Yep, that was Jalen Naylor's game. That was his game. Three touchdowns, all over sixty yards. Uh, that man was just beating man coverage all day. It didn't really take much. Yeah, to win that game. And I like that uh, Peyton Thorne and Jalen Naylor were finally on the same page. They all season there's been a struggle to get them to to connect and, uh, and and be successful. Him, uh, Peyton Thorne and, and Jalen Reed are, are are you know high school teammates, so they know 
Yeah, they got chemistry. You know, they got to get chemistry. It it was it took Naylor to get to Rutgers in order for for us to finally see that connection. You know, flourish. Mm-hmm. And now, now in my opinion, now we have two legit weapons on the outside. Yep, that is out of, at our disposal. So, in my opinion, Michigan has a has a hell of a hell of a uh, fight, a battle between them. With the secondary, they have to cover it. Even they have, they have to cover Trey Mosley as well. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be opportunities for Payne Thorne to really showcase his decision making and accuracy. That's all I care about at this point. I don't. I know. I'm pretty sure. In my opinion, I don't believe that Kenneth Walker is really going to be that effective in this game because I do think they're going to, uh, you know, they're going to try to stop the run. But you know, we'll we'll see what happens. But Hey, Payne Thorne, it's going to be his game to do. Moving on to Indiana, a um, little bit closer game, but I wasn't surprised. Indiana's got a pretty good defense, and they always um, they play pretty tough. And, yeah. you know, our defense did step up with the pick six. Um, our offense, that was actually the game that Tyler Hunt scored the touchdown, yeah. which I knew that. But I could see that play coming from a mile away. When Payne mm. took the snap there, I was like, this is going straight to Tyler Hunt in the back of the end zone. Um. Uh, the team fought hard. They played hard. Defense, uh, defense. That was pretty much a defensive battle game. Special teams. Matt Coglin coming through with the clutch field goals. Mm-hmm. They played. They played well and they played good against a pretty good football team. Um, looking at the schedule, you know where we're at so far. It's seven and zero. A lot of people don't give us a whole lot of credit because of um, the teams we've played against, and you know the the top tier competitor or the top uh, the top team in the Big Ten. You know some of the teams that we played against, they've scored a lot more points. But I think what gave me a little bit of a um, little bit of comfort with this seven and zero that we've got going on is I went back to that twenty fifteen team because that's all the uh, the comparisons are being made to right now. Uh-huh is the 2015 Spartans. Um, and I went back and looked at their schedule, and there was only one team on that schedule that we put 50 points on. Yeah, That was Penn State at the end of the year. We put up 55 on them. Everybody else, uh, you had you know close games. Um, the only loss we had that year was the one-point loss in Nebraska. Yeah. Until we got to the playoff. But, you know, we beat um, – there was no there was no major blowouts like what you see from Ohio State or from Alabama with the people they got on their schedule. There was no major blowouts like there was no, you know, we weren't putting up 50, 60 points on every single person. And we still went into the horseshoe and won with a backup quarterback. Let's not forget that right. two backup quarterbacks were playing that game and we won while the team had Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield. And we still very won. true. Very true. So but not to jump too far ahead. um, Overall, I, I'm I'm just this team just seems like they're they want to play. They're out there fighting every single down. I mean, we got the leading uh, we got the leading uh, sacker in the Big Ten with uh, Jake Ponishuk. Yeah. Pronounce his name. That's how you uh, do it. Oh, I didn't know. I thought it was Adam Hutchison. My bad. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was Hutchison that was leading the Big Ten. The way no, I, the, way I the believe- media makes it seem, you know. Yeah, I believe it was. It's uh, it's Jake. He, he's got the most pressures, the most sacks. I think he's definitely like I want to say he's top four in the nation right now. Uh, Michigan State's defense is in the top. I want to say ten for sacks in the nation. Definitely mm. top two in the Big Ten. Yeah, we're looking really, really nice. Um, so overall, this has been a this has been a pretty good first half, little over first half of the season. Uh, we got five games left. You know, we got the big one coming up this weekend. Then we're going to have a whole show about Friday. Hopefully, we can get yeah. some Michigan fans on to have a really good banter going. 
Yeah. We've got, you know, Purdue at Purdue. Purdue just took down Iowa, so I don't know. Could be could be a little bit of a could be another trap game for us. I know. After that, we got Maryland, and then we're at Ohio State, and then we're at home against Penn State. Um I've I believe, you know, I I believe this team does have the capability of going twelve and zero. I do believe this team has has the capability of doing it, especially if they win this weekend, and they yeah. don't win. They don't win by some crazy uh, last second trouble with the snap play. <laughs> if they don't win with the type of play like that, even if they, I mean, even if they do, but if they, especially if they don't, and they just win a good fashion, you know, defensive fight or you know, offense puts a score on the board last second. I believe this team can go 12 and 0. Yeah, I agree with you. I do I do think that this team can go 12 and 0. Uh the biggest hurdle in my opinion is right now the the team that face that uh is right in front of them which is Michigan in mm-hmm. my opinion is the biggest test. If they can get past that, your next biggest test that I would see is Ohio State. Absolutely. And everybody and Ohio State too. Everybody is picking us to lose that game. Even oh. some Michigan State fans. Oh, absolutely! I'm picking us to lose that game. Nobody it's... thought we were going to win in 20. 20- Hell, people didn't think we were going to win in 2013 or 2015. Definitely did not. And, did not, all, and actually, and all... I wish I could find it. I have a Facebook post somewhere, in one of my memories. I got to find it. Um, of so many Ohio State fans, I made a status at one point after we beat after we beat Michigan with the trouble with the snap play. Um, I made a status saying Ohio State, you're next, or something like that. Uh, and um, I had so many Ohio State fans commenting on there. And the amount, I tell you guys, the amount of saltiness that came from them when they lost that game. <laughs> yep. Oh, I just, I, I just know. hope we can do it again this year. That's all. And also, yeah, um, I pray to continue on the little uh, the Michigan topic for a little bit. Um, Michigan. Over the last, at least as long as I've been watching Michigan State football, mm-hmm. Michigan has not, and I seen a Twitter, I was hoping somebody else out there in the world, somebody out there in the world had noticed this, and besides me, but Michigan okay. has not beat a good Michigan State team. And what I mean by a good Michigan State team is a team like this, that has double the wins compared to their losses, or, you mm-hmm. know, seven times since we're 7-0. and Right. They don't they have Michigan has not beat a team like this. They haven't beat a Michigan State team like this. Any Michigan State team they have beaten has always been right at 500 or under 500. They've been mm. bad. Very true. That is very that is bad. Very... Except for um I think Brian Lewerke's last season 2019, I think we finished that year I want to say seven and six maybe or Yeah, I believe it's... something like that. Something and, low you know, like that. But that team but was, was still a good. bad team. Yeah, that still was a not bad a good team. team. That wasn't a great team. So, and yes, they they beat us. But when it comes to actually having the good teams, when we have a good team, we beat them. Yep. At least I, that's what I have witnessed in my lifetime, over time and time again, is when we have yeah, a great yeah. team, we beat them. And right now, we have a good team. So does so does Michigan? Because Michigan people would say the same thing about them, like. Oh, when y'all beat us, we we were trash. We had Rich Rod, we had Brady Hoke. I mean, which is very true. They were very terrible teams. So I I give them that much. But this is the, gonna be the, the bragging rights for for about a, at least the next two years. We were both. We are both undefeated. We have not been both undefeated since two thousand and ten. I believe that was the stat. 
and we both haven't been rated in the top 10 in a matchup since 1968, I think it was. Yeah, so let that sink in, people. And that's what, like, man, that's that's another reason. The story I was telling you earlier off camera, that's the other reason I had to make sure I was yep. going to see this game on a big screen yep. because of I, that. I, and, like, I, we have to. Completely understand that. I will be up and ready. I'm over here in West Coast, so everyone else's noon is my 9 a.m. I will be up at 8 a.m., Although I was a little disappointed that this game was not um, I know, scheduled I'm for primetime. It should was, have been. You know, it really, like, this was an opportunity for the uh, college football world to showcase this rivalry. Really, now, granted, really I know was. that Big Noon kickoff gets their first pick, and they probably, and they immediately wanted this. So, um, <laughs> Which is good for them, but they should have, uh, you could, you can, like, you know, tell them, hey, these, this game is off limits for, for, Money purposes. Mm-hmm. Now it would have been a real, 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 real shutdown if it was a night game. I'm ready for a Spartan rivalry night game because if it was in the if it was in the big house, it would have been a night game. That's what it. That's what I remember most. Michigan at when Michigan's at home and Michigan and Michigan State are playing, even if we're good or bad, we usually end up playing a night game at the big house. But it seems like when we 2015 are, we did. When we are at our home, we can't seem to get a night game to save mm-mm, our lives. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So I only night game, only night game I can recall, or consistent night game I should say. We do normally get Penn State in prime time, whenever because normally we play Penn State around this, or at least we have the last four or five years we've been playing Penn State around this period of time. We've been getting them at night, and a lot of our games, or a lot of the um, when we're in the top ten against Ohio State, they put us at night. But you know, hey. It is what it is. We'll take it. We'll love it. We'll be up. We're ready. At least, you know, with this, you know, this game being early, it gives us a chance if we win to uh, pretty much rub it in Michigan's face all day. All day. All day. day. Because, you know, if it's a night game, everybody going to bed. They shutting their phones off. Yeah. They don't get to say nothing until the next day. But this game, we get to talk all we want all day long. Yes, sir. That's what I like to see. Well, Sue, until – thank y'all. First off, thank everybody for listening to this podcast. Be sure to stay tuned and, and watch on our Twitter at Spartan Dogs Podcast for the Friday, uh, the Friday's episode. I will be putting that out as soon as possible. As soon as we're done with it, I will edit it, cut it, and put it out so that everybody can hear it. We're definitely going to try to get a, a Michigan fan or two. On the podcast to, to, to get a little debate going on, so that's it, it's going to be a must, a must hear, listen to show. Trust and believe. Thank everybody. I want to thank Devin for joining me today. Uh, just did the wrap up of the season so far. Both teams are seven and zero. We will be doing a, a in depth preview of the Michigan game on Friday. Everybody, stay tuned and go green, go white.